Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. What's up, dum-dums? As sports keeps coming... Hiring? With Indeed, your search is over. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And back, so does your chance to bet on them. With our exclusive wagering partner, BetOnline AG, baseball's back in full swing and there are no shortages of ways to get in the action. BetOnline has all the odds, futures, and props. You'll be a betting son of a bitch. Also tune in as Floyd Money Mayweather joins the BetOnline team in a new segment called The Ice is Right, where he talks about his expansive jewelry collection. My goodness, he'll give you the chance to win some great prizes and bet on all the costs of his bling. Brendan, I didn't know jewelry betting was missing from my life. Yeah. I now know. Now you know. Visit BetOnline AG today to check out all the odds. Don't forget to sign up and take advantage of all the welcome back to sports bonuses. BetOnline, your online wagering experts. Gonna throw it. Slam. This bugs for you, Mizzou. Johnson, and he's gone. Touchdown, Missouri. It don't get no better than that, man. Tigers trying to turn up the tempo on second and five with a 40. Bryant with the time. The pass. It is And a touchdown. Hand off to Roundtree running left. It's 35 to the 40. Left sideline around the man. This is the Mazzotcast. Howdy, Tiger fans, and welcome to week one of the Mazzotcast. The real football season is here. I'm your host, Brennan Anthony. Joining me, as always, is LSU's suicide hotline operator, Colin Anthony. What's up, dum-dums? Not with us tonight is Caleb Bungart. Who is it? Why, why isn't Caleb here tonight, Colin? Caleb is on a camping tip, trip, Brennan. He's, he's camping. Oh, that's right. He's with a good friend. Yeah, and he's camping. And he's uh, he's got a tackle box that's never been opened. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's right. That's exactly what I'm alluding to, Brennan, is that uh, Caleb's going on his annual camping trip with mm-hmm. his friend. It's a very Heath Ledger, Jake Gyllenhaal sort sure. of situation. And his wife, Michelle Williams, is starting to get a little suspicious. <laughs> yeah. Let's just say that he would like to quit this trip, but he just can't <laughs> seem to quit you. You know what I mean? That seems to be the case. Yeah, we're, we're getting off the topic already, yeah. Colin. We are here because Mizzou played football week one at home against the University of Alabama, and we came up a little short, 38-19. to 19. Yeah, I, don't, I ultimately don't know if we're going to give people the show that they want if they want to... I sort of roll around in it, you know, yeah, and, and be I, down about it. Like I, I, I tell you what, I'm not, I'm not super pissed off or anything. Like I just, this was a better coach football team than I've seen in quite some time. With half as much time, I, I tweeted about it. They were assignment sound. I didn't see a bunch of blown coverages or it's probably as um, encouraging as anything. It's not a lot of missed tackles. You know, they tackled well. The 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 defense was aggressive. The offense never really. Did a lot of drive sustaining, but they did have positive plays. It wasn't three and outs necessarily, and uh, they got creative. They managed to score some points. I wish uh, Sean Robinson would have played better. 
But uh, he didn't play as bad as I think he's getting drummed on Twitter for. I was going to say, looking at social media, we're recording this just after the game is finished on Saturday night. And my takeaways from this game don't seem to be matching up with the attitude of a lot of fans on Twitter. One is that I'm like you, I'm not that upset. But two, I give Sean Robinson a little bit more uh, leeway, I guess, than a lot of people do. Granted, he took two really, really bad sacks where he yeah, should have got to get rid of the ball. That was and, a mistake. And that's clearly the fact. But there's also keep in mind he was under he was, he in was a under war, duress. He was yes. in a war zone tonight. Yeah. I mean, our line was getting chewed up, mm-hmm. and he had very little time to operate. So the Sean Robinson you saw tonight is not going to really be representative of the Sean Robinson against Tennessee. And I'll say this: Bazalak missed a lot of throws himself. I mean, the people who are calling for uh, Bazalak or you know didn't like what Robinson was doing or calling for Bazalak right now. Bazalak had a lot of poise. He did a lot of good things. I liked but, him. He but, looked good. But the, the fact of the matter is, Drew Locke ain't walking back through the door. Yeah. We're not going to have a draft pick quarterback this year. What we're going to have, regardless of whether it's Bazalak or whether it's Robinson, it's going to be a system quarterback. The way that Drinkwitz runs an offense is not necessarily geared around star quarterback think, power. And I think like, either of these guys can have success in his program. Well, Zalak, he looked, he did look more poised. And he's a, I, I think he's a better thrower of the football. And he moves relatively well. I mean, that, that last touchdown, he ran it in. The, but I think as encouraging as anything, the offense was, I mean, while it wasn't a bunch of trickeration, the offense was creative. A lot of motion, Started a lot up. of misdirection. They found ways to move the football. And uh, it, the defense played more aggressive and tackled more surely. The offense was more creative and more efficient than last year. Mm-hmm. I mean, immediately. And I, I said it on Twitter. We looked better tonight getting getting uh, kicked around by Alabama than we did beating Missouri State two years ago or losing to Wyoming last year. Those losses were the result of basically breakdowns, failures, not being playing assignment sound football. This, despite the score, was a well-coached football team. They didn't beat themselves. I saw one play very early on, like, I mean, really first series of the game. We had our center picked up a block. He took us, he stepped to the wrong defender. You, everybody saw it. There was a sack right on that first series. He just swung the door open and let him through. That's a blown assignment. That's a, that's a, what Mizzou does the previous couple seasons. Didn't see it again. Bannister fumbled on that punt. That's a step on your dick mistake. But other than those two situations, I'm going... Despite the fact that we got beat, we did not. We looked like a well-coached football team. There weren't a lot of penalties. Yeah. And, and, I mean, to be fair to Bannister, obviously – Mizzou head coaches are contractually obligated to the NCAA to have one terrible fuck up on special teams every game. Yeah. So yeah. It, that's required. I mean, yeah. you can get mad about it, but keep in mind, it's in he the contract. He drew the short straw. It's in the contract. Yeah. yeah. All Mizzou teams have to have a huge, massive special teams fuck up every single but game. But maybe, I mean, I, I, you know, I, I sort of put that uh, opinion out there on Twitter and I got some pushback from some folks, but mostly agreement. But there are some people, they were really down on Sean Robinson or other portions of this. You know, I wish we were better in the trenches. I'm curious to see what our defensive line looks like the first half our defensive line was MIA the second half they made some plays mm-hmm. um, now keep in mind but Alabama half, started to pull their first team I, and so it'll be interesting to see if if our uh, defensive line is more effective against a team without the start with the, the the offensive line that is uh, Alabama's you know it's that's a big ask so um, but it, the defensive line was the only part of the defense, especially that I thought, I'm more not got a lot of pressure because our linebackers are good, our safeties up the middle are good. It's a, I, I, I didn't think, despite the fact that they threw some touchdowns on us, I didn't think coverage was bad. Um, that uh, manual kid made a couple of decent plays. Uh, Gillespie was hitting people. I mean, mm-hmm. Gillespie was as busy as anybody on the field. Him and Nick Bolton are obviously the, the. Um, they're the linchpins the, of this team. Yeah, they're the heart of the defense for sure. And, and the, the crazy thing too, if you think about it, we obviously we beat the spread. Mm-hmm. You know, the, I yeah, think a lot 20, of people are very upset. Right Twenty-eight now. point twenty-nine. Yeah. I said this all along. I said it in you our did. midweek show. You did. At least Mizzou's capable of a backdoor cover, and it wasn't a backdoor cover. They mm-hmm. legitimately kept it below the spread. I mean, that's nothing to brag about. It was a big spread, but like, it was just a. It, it's a historic spread, and obviously that's means a lot. Alabama had to work to win this game. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a practice. It wasn't a joke. It wasn't a, you know what I mean? Like they couldn't let their guard down. And that, and in the past, 
I feel like that may have been what this game had become. You know, at some point, they're using this as a scrimmage. This was never a scrimmage for Alabama. Nick Missouri Saban was, was chewing ass deep into the yes, fourth quarter. Yes, that's right. Missouri was hitting them in the mouth, and they were they were exposing Alabama. They were showing some Alabama some holes in that offense. They were running some plays. They were and were down seven guys from COVID. Yeah, you know I, mean, I mean, it's so, uh, it's only going new up coach, here. new quarterback. Like I said, assignments sound football smart. Football. Not, now, no tons to of piddles, it. no stupid turnovers other than the punt. I mean, it's just, they played good football. And it doesn't sound like we're talking about a team that got beat by multiple touchdowns, but expectations were incredibly low. And mm-hmm. I'm frankly, my takeaway from this is that Missouri's going to win some games. Yeah, I and hope, I think they're going to win games against teams we're not supposed to beat. I hope I'm not disappointed at, later on this season, but my first, at a glance, uh, opinion of what I saw tonight was, I like it. I think about the first game that Barry Odom coached, and really the first game of every season for Barry Odom, and how disjointed the team looked, how there was always these huge breakdowns in the secondary at least a couple times a game. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's just, we had some really, really step on your dick, shit down both legs, hot dog water fucking performances. Hot dog water. In some early games. Mm -hmm. and. This looked like a competent, well-coached football team. Yeah, and just going up against a team of massively superior yes. athletic ability yeah. and size and physical We didn't skill. beat ourselves. We just ran into a team that had a lot of five-star athletes. Yeah, we but happened to the play day, the Dallas Cowboys tonight. Yeah. Yeah, and, and Alabama is going to be a juggernaut. But we put up 19 legitimate points against him. Could have been, should have been more likely. But the fact of the and, – and also the last touchdown, obviously, was in garbage time. Mm-hmm. But we got to see our – Offense running some good plays. We got to see good stuff out of Beatty. Uh, Jacinto looked good. Our safeties and Nick. Bolton. We had a couple of bad drops, but we always do. Parker missed an obvious touchdown. If we if we can avoid injury on the defense, we're going to make some plays this year. Gillespie and Bolton and Bledsoe, they're too good up the middle to not have some interceptions, not have some forced fumbles, not have some plays, like mm-hmm. playmakers. I mean, there's a difference between being a solid defensive player and being a playmaker where you create something. And I feel like. Mizzou has some talent up the middle that can do that. I w- I'll be shocked if uh, Nick Bolton doesn't force a few fumbles. Or, mm-hmm. you know, he scooped one up, and we talked about it when we were watching the game together, Brennan. The fact that Nick Bolton scooped that fumble up, you can't imagine how hard that play is. How many times have you watched a defensive player try to scoop on the move in traffic a ball and try to run it back for a touchdown? Yeah. He scooped it right up and ran. And then I was like, God damn, that was a play. And then you realize, oh, it was Nick Bolton. Of course, it's the guy mm-hmm. who's got NFL talent who managed to do this very difficult thing and do it softest church music. Well, it reminded Beautiful me of when Sh- it reminded me of when Shane Ray picked up the ball in the Cotton Bowl, yeah. ran it back uh, against Oklahoma State. And, you know, he went to the NFL. Nick Bolton's headed there too. And I'll tell you this one last thing regarding the offense is I'm excited to see that triple option against a team who's not Alabama, Alabama. the fastest linebackers in the SEC. I mean, Alabama had that thing sniffed out the whole time, but not everybody's going to. It's going to confuse some people. And, you know, we've been talking about the the transfers at wide receiver. Knox was the one that early in the game they threw to. Uh, Bannister had catches. So, you know, it was as much as the guys that were on campus as, you know, the new guys tonight when it was in the receiving game. Beatty had a good game. Roundtree mm-hmm. ran well. That spin move, he kind of threw in at the end. Like, I feel like at the end of every one of his runs, always picked up another two or three yards. He's a smart runner. He's a tough runner. He's Roundtree would play for any any team in the SEC. So would Beatty, for that matter. I feel like though both our running backs are, maybe they wouldn't be the premier back, but they'd be a player who got snaps on Alabama or LSU. I mean, these are good running backs. and uh, We lost by 19 points at home but against one of the best teams in the country. And I think that Alabama, especially with what we saw out of LSU tonight, has got to be considered the best team in the entire conference. Oh, without question. And, and we left a, a, a touchdown out there, too. I mean, Parker dropped mm-hmm. that pass yeah. from Sean Robinson. I mean, it was... And it was that little sidearm home style yeah. throw, which I know a lot of people, again, didn't like. But most of the time he threw that, it looked accurate to me. You know, Alabama was not allowed to sleepwalk through this game. And I'm going to tell you what, when we played Alabama last time, Britain, they they slept walk through that game. You know what I mean? That was Alabama at any point felt like they were being pressed by Mizzou. I am confident having watched this game that we talked as about three wins being the bar for this season, and that's what Vegas had us at was three wins over under. Who's going? What, are they going to do better than that? And the fact that three wins would be good enough for Drinkwitz to be considered okay for this season. I think they're going to win more than three games. And I mean, that's not, doesn't sound like a big I think prognostication, solid, but, but the one thing I'll say is I, I, there was a lot of points scored today. A lot of points, mm-hmm. you know, Mississippi state, for instance, and Mike Leach 
fucking threw the ball over the yard. You know, yeah. they're almost didn't make me feel any better about having to play Mississippi. Yeah, State. Yeah, you know what I mean. I think we had uh, you can listen to the last podcast and we sort of chalk up Mississippi State to being a big turd burger, and I'm like, well, they didn't look much like a turd burger tonight. You know, they were just slinging it all over the yard. Mm-hmm. But like I said I had some confidence in our secondary. I have some confidence that you know, listen, I may eat my words next week, but we're not going to blow coverage. If anybody wants to think back to something that Mizzou was as guilty of as any team in the fucking world for the last few seasons is blown coverages. At least a couple times a game, we were going to have, you're going to watch some guy be wide effing open. Yeah. I don't know why I didn't say the word fuck. I say it all the time. Wide a fucking open. <laughs> and, um, well, a because tonight, somebody didn't know where they're supposed tonight, to be. Tonight, the biggest blown coverage was by Alabama's second team defense late in the, fourth quarter of this game or i guess it was maybe in the third quarter i don't remember but alabama had a play that uh, was a huge blown coverage and allowed us to score worse than we did you know what i mean like obviously we gave up a bunch of points but like you said it wasn't from that kind of really bad mental mistake and the d line in the first half did not look good they i mean they applied zero pressure but in the second half they did and granted that was probably against some second string alabama players but um, what I did see, I mean, we watched uh, a couple of replays of one of those sacks. I'm like, that guy's moving. You know what I mean? That guy was. Well, I'll tell you another thing that this I'm, team. I'm hopeful that we'll play, the defensive line will play better, I suppose. The thing I saw this week that I didn't see in a Barry Odom coach team very often was this team played until the clock went down to zero. Like, this team didn't give up. They played hard all the way through. You know, the, there were a lot of games under Barry Odom where teams just looked like they quit. I mean, just flat out fucking quit. And this team didn't, and they didn't get gassed. You know what I mean? Like a lot of years you play a team like Alabama that's much, much bigger than you. That's when the cramps start, you know, mm-hmm. and that's when the guys start pulling up and grabbing their sides. And I didn't really see that. We looked like we were healthy. We looked like we were conditioned and we looked like we fought all the way to the end and weren't intimidated by that A on the side of the helmet. Well, I think that's, um, I, I guess that's what I'm alluding to. It's like they didn't, they didn't seem like it was too big. The spotlight was too big. Like I said, they play assignment sound football. They played smart football. They didn't make stupid mistakes. A couple drop passes here and there. But I mean, to me, I mean, maybe I'm trying to be over optimistic. Maybe I'm overselling my drink with my own mind. Maybe I'm I'm psyching myself out. But I look at this that game tonight. And I think this is better. This looked okay. cleaner. This looked smarter. This looked look. We were a team that, better. We were a team that was supposed to lose by four touchdowns. And we didn't. We lost by less than three touchdowns. So while not anything to start holding a parade over, mm-hmm. definitely something that beat expectations. And really, well, that's all you could have expected tonight. Well, the second we drew Alabama in the COVID schedule, we knew this was an L. So there's no real reason to be super pissed off tonight. I don't care. I mean, things are going to happen. We got beat by Alabama. You should have known that when you woke up this morning that that was going to happen. Well, this is wildly premature, but I think – this is a good at outcome as you could expect with a brand new coach and a brand new quarterback and just not knowing what you've got on your hands. 14 days to practice. It makes me think, you know, like I said, talking about getting way out over your skis, but it makes me think, what if Drinkowitz in three years has a talented team? If you get a bunch of guys playing together, got some good recruits out there, and they're well coached, boy, that would be fun. Well, we had never seen Drinkowitz coach game yet, but we did know already that he could out-recruit Barry Odom. So yeah. we're going to look – hopefully, at having better talent in these next few years. And, our, and, and if I had to base it off of one game, Brennan, it's going to be better talent. It's going to be better coached. Well, and Colin, tell me which of these scenarios you'd rather have, because I feel like we had a bad recruiter who couldn't coach before, <laughs> and, now, and now it's starting to look like we might have a good recruiter who can coach. Which which sounds better to you? I, uh, I mean, like I said, I don't want to get over my skis here, because maybe he can't coach, but boy, it looked better tonight, and I think... We all know that the recruiter who can coach is a pretty good thing. Listen, here's what I hope for. Four years from now, Eli Drinkwitz is Auburn's head coach. That's what I'm hoping for. Because you know what that means, Brendan? We had some success. Eli Drinkwitz went into the SEC with Mizzou and kicked some people's fucking heads in so much that they thought, we're going to fire Gus Malls on and we're going to hire Eli Drinkwitz. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what you want. I mean, that's the truth. That's where Mizzou's at. Let's be honest with you know ourselves and deal with reality on reality's terms. Mizzou is not... A blue chip program. Yeah, if, if a guy gets stolen away from us, that's a good thing for Mizzou. Yeah, it means we've we've had a little success yeah, here. It means means we kicked some Auburn ass, and now they even got. Well, we got to get the guy that knows how to do that at Mizzou. Mm-hmm. I mean, all these coaches start somewhere. 
maybe Eli Drinkwitz is the next um, big deal. I mean, God, you talk about getting over your skis here now, but I mean, yeah, he's lost one game by nineteen points. So <laughs> yeah, I know, but you know what I mean. Like God, it, I'm just trying to be optimistic, and I am optimistic. Like the things I saw tonight don't have anything to do with talent. Do you know what I mean? The things yeah. I do tonight was just like, oh, you know what I mean? Like we'll get more talent, and um, I saw some talent now. There, don't get me wrong, but like just being playing smart football. Yeah. I just, I did. It's been so long since I'd seen it. I mean, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like I really. I didn't realize how bad we looked the last couple of years until I lo- watched us lose by 19 points to Alabama tonight, which, I mean, sounds crazy. But yeah. like I said, it looks better than it seems with Springfield or Missouri State. It looks better than it did with Wyoming. I mean. Yeah. And I'll tell you, you know, a lot of times, Colin, when we do these shows after a loss, I'm especially mad. Like I'll listen to the show afterwards in the morning and I'll think, well, I was more upset then than I am now. You know? Yeah, sure. I'm. If I'm less upset tomorrow, then I won't really be upset at all because the things that were mistakes, I I knew there were going to be mistakes. You know what I mean? Like every team has mistakes and we're playing the number one team in the country or number two, depending on, I guess Clemson's number one, but one of the best teams in the country we played, we didn't, we didn't at any point shame ourselves. No, we fought all the way to the end and we beat the spread we played well. This the, the these guys have no reason to hang their heads tonight. No, not at all. And uh, there were plays being made. You know, like it, it wasn't a slog. It was entertaining to watch. Mm-hmm. It we, was. We had some sacks. We had some scores. We had some pass plays. We had some running. I mean, like like I said, a game against Alabama has looked so much worse. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know. It, it's given me optimism. Like I said, I may eat all these words tomorrow. I, but I think Mizzou fans are going to be with us. The the majority of people are going to listen to the show. I'm like, yeah, you're right. They played good. They didn't do anything yesterday that made me worried. Yeah. And if the, if the worst thing that comes out of it is there's a little bit of a quarterback controversy and people are fighting over who should be the starter, fine. You know what I mean? Fine. That's We're going to have to play figure that out. And it's better to see them against Tennessee and South Carolina because we've got to play those teams too. And hell, LSU doesn't look too invincible anymore either. Yeah. But gosh. you know what I mean? Like, What a day. Maybe Bazalak will be better. Maybe Robinson will be better. I, Honestly, I don't have a dog in the fight right now. I'm not pushing one way. Lazak looked better to me. Yeah, I think you. But again, Sean Robinson did not look as bad as Twitter would have me believe. Either. He was, and he's an athletic kid. Mm-hmm. And, and to me, he looked better than Kelly Bryant did. He did. They both looked better than Kelly Bryant. I they mean, looked more assured back. I there. haven't been more disappointed in a quarterback or a recruit or whatever you. Know. I mean, like we. Kelly Bryant was sold as a big bill of goods, and I. He was bad. I mean, yeah. I, I. It's sort well, of like in the moment with. Barry Odom, I was upset with Barry Odom. In the moment with Kelly Bryant, I was upset with him. I didn't think either one of them were doing a good job. In retrospect, I think they were even doing worse. You know what I mean? Like it, I, they, it was Kelly Bryant was a bad quarterback. Well, I, I think tonight, Barry Odom was a bad coach. I, I, I struggle to think of either thing, either one of those coaches or players doing something so positive. I can even recall it. I, I think that fans who are upset with one quarterback or another, and I think most of the hate seems to be going towards Sean Robinson. Give them a just have a little patience and see what it's like against Tennessee because let's see what both quarterbacks can do when they're not running for their life, yeah. you know, and they're never going to be running for their life harder than what they were tonight. Here's a good test. I mean, well, for instance, I remember I watched the the Chiefs and the Chargers last weekend, and the Chargers were giving us all we wanted. The Chiefs pulled it out though because the Chiefs were just the better team, a smarter team, or whatever things work out. They were a better coach team ultimately. Next week against Tennessee, a Barry Odom team. You think if they would have played well against Alabama, you would might take optimism into that game. And then Tennessee, and you think, you know, we can play with Tennessee because what we just did against Alabama. And then they'd go shit the bed and lose worse to Tennessee than they would to Alabama. Do you know what I mean? Like there was always a feeling with Mizzou, like who's going to fumble next? Who's going to drop the ball next? Mm-hmm. What Are we going to shit the bed are we against gonna... Tennessee next week because I've got optimism? Like I, this team is made to break my fucking heart. So I don't know. Tennessee may do that next week, but I'm not, I don't think they will. Yeah. Like, I don't think we're going to, going to shit, shit the bed. You know what I mean? Like I just, we don't look like a team that shits the bed at the moment. Right. And, and I'm, I'm just tired of losing to Kentucky. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like how many years in a row do we have to lose to Kentucky, Barry Odom? Who knows? I mean, we could lose to Kentucky this year. They're clearly better than they were. Kentucky looks good. And now they don't look as good as the fucking SEC network would have. That's what I was going to say. I, I have absolutely every reason to think that we can compete with Kentucky. They look like a competent football team. And I, mm-hmm. I granted for Kentucky, that probably means the moon. But they look competent. But at the end of the day, they played Auburn today and got their shit kicked in, just like Mizzou got their shit kicked in against Alabama. So, you know, Kentucky's resurgent year this year of like, wow, they look really good. 
I still think they're probably going to be on par with a team like Mizzou. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. And that's how you know that the SEC quietly hates Mizzou <laughs> is because Kentucky can win eight games and it's fucking banner news. Mizzou wins eight game and nobody fucking pays attention and sort of chalks up to a bad schedule. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah, everybody else was down there. Yeah, year. you know what I mean? Like, it's like they don't want to give us any credit. Like, they obviously think we're better than Kentucky because the shit they give Kentucky credit for is shit they would be like, oh, big fucking whoop, Mizzou. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, you're ready to give Kentucky the. Oh, yeah, they think the, all the accolades in the world. You know, yeah. like, are you kidding me? Like, they're. Yeah. They're, oh, they're second or third in the SEC. <laughs> They're, not, they're a pretty good football team. Yeah. Mizzou does it in like, well, everybody else is down. Well, I'll tell you this. I mean, I think. How low is the bar for Kentucky? You know, <laughs> fuck. I, I think that the consensus has been amongst the media that Mizzou is going to be really, really, really bad this year. And honestly, I don't see it because granted we lost our quarterback, but our quarterback was bad. Yeah, you know? fuck. Who cares? And, and also. Better off. You know, like, I think we traded up in coaching. You know, oh, I, without question, we went six and six last year on a team in a schedule. We should have won nine games. Everybody was where they were supposed to be the entire game, more or less. I mean, Brendan, that not only did that not happen the first game of any fucking Barry Odom season, it didn't happen in the fucking last game either. Like, I know I'm overselling this and I'm going to listen to this show tomorrow and be like, Colin, you're fucking crazy. But and like you were overselling this, but it's assignment sound football. They just played good, smart football. And I it really illustrated how fucking sloppy we were almost <laughs> all the entire Barry Odom era, you know? Yeah. I mean, look at the penalties we didn't have. Well, we're going to have to go to break, Colin. And then I do think we can discuss the fact that Nick Saban looked like Bane from the Batman movie yeah. with, with his... Run uh, the 42 belly option! Somehow, even Nick Saban's face mask looks evil. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, how does he... Well, pull? he's an awful person, Brennan. Yeah, he's a terrible human being. All right, well, we're going to come back, regroup. We got some Kansas news. We're going to go around the horn with the SEC. It's football season, folks. This is the Mazodcast. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Whoa, sweet man cave. Thanks. Serious upgrade. How'd you pay for all this? I got a home equity line of credit from Figure. I was approved in five minutes and had funding in five days. Wow, that fast and easy? Yep. The application is 100% online, plus no out-of-pocket costs. Just fast access to the cash you need. How do I get started? Go to figure.com and get that serious upgrade. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Hey guys, we have a new sponsor. Who is it? Well, they're called Manscaped. And oh, I know, I know this product. Yeah, they sent us some stuff, didn't they? Yeah, we shaved our sweet salty balls with them. I'll tell you what, they have good stuff. I shaved and I found a tattoo I forgot I even had. <laughs> <laughs> They're the number one men's below-the-belt grooming company in America. My balls are so soft. (laughs) (laughs) Who's the governing body who decides this, by the way? I don't know, but I I believe what they're telling me. Manscaped has redesigned its electric trimmer. It's called the Lawnmower 2, and it has proprietary skin-safe technology, so the trimmer won't nick or snag your nuts. It's a zero-turn mower. It gets the job done. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's scrote-safe. That's guaranteed. I can't tell you how many lacerations my ball sack used to have before we got Manscaped. Well, you shouldn't have been using that bullwhip, Colin. (laughs) (laughs) 
Manscaping accidents are finally a thing of the past. In my defense, it was a rusty lawnmower blade. But either way, I don't have to worry about that anymore. Don't use the same trimmer on your face as you use on your balls. That's day one stuff. Act now and you can get 20% off and free shipping. Just use the code armchair at manscaped.com. Always use the right tools for the right job. Your balls will thank you. are back. Hey, Colin. I guess we should mention Home Field Apparel, book with Connor Hitchcock during the week. Uh, they're our new sponsor, and they've offered up the promo code Mizzou. They have launched their new Mizzou apparel line tonight. Go to Home Field Apparel's website and uh, check it out. You get 20% off your purchase if you use M-I-Z-Z-O-U as the promo code, and they launched some pretty cool retro vintage apparel. They're a good sponsor, so check them out. Do us a favor, and I think you might get something you like. Agreed. Look at that live read. Seconded. That uh, emotion fr- carries from the heart. Anyway, something we haven't done for a while, but I think it. Colin and I discussed it. We think it was one of the fan favorites of this show. It's time to listen to hear what you had to say about the game. It's time to open up the mailbag. Here's the mail. It never fails. It makes me want to wag my tail. When it comes, I want to wail. First voicemail, Colin. This comes in at 6.48 p.m., so it's about 40, early on, yeah. 45 minutes into the game. Wanted to let you know that so that you kind of knew the attitude coming out. Here's the thing. Even a blind squirrel finds an acorn once in a while. Bottom line, Alabama does not belong in the SEC. <laughs> Fucking losers. <laughs> It's hard to argue with that logic. Yeah, obviously. no, I agree completely. Obviously, if there's an SEC team on the field tonight, it was Mizzou. Yeah, that's, I just don't feel like they're a good cultural fit, Alabama. <laughs> no, you know not really. There's sort just, of hoity-toity. I feel like they might as well be Berkeley. They just, um, I don't know, they just don't fit. No, they, just they don't, don't belong. They just don't belong. Guys, what's up? It's good to be back. Uh, currently, it's the end of the first quarter. Uh, Bama's winning 21 to 0. I mean, it's to be expected. All I gotta say is, Mizzou football, just take your pain, just close your eyes, it'll all be over soon. You can do this, just breathe slowly and just take the pain. Yeah, just breathe. Hot garbage. Hot, Hot garbage. garbage. Yeah, <laughs> just breathe and, uh, let me just get this over with. Yeah. And, and I, and I do kind of feel it. I think I said it during the game. I said, you know what? I'm glad to get this out of the way week one. We just got to take our medicine. Yeah. You know what I mean? Part, part of being in the SEC is you play Alabama once in a while and you just have to take your fucking you medicine. Play- Alabama in week six, you want to play in week one. I mean, ultimately, it's if you everybody's going to have having to fucking play Alabama because of this, um, with this SEC only schedule, a lot of people are going to lock homes with Alabama. I'd rather have them now. Yeah. You know, while they're figuring it out because in, in week six, they may be a world beater. I mean, they're, they're number two in the nation and probably number one in the SEC with a bullet. Yeah. Well, Clemson had a bye this week, so they could jump to one. Mm-hmm. Well, and this, this one's coming about an hour into the game. I don't know why, why I care about Mizzou football so much. It's like getting voluntarily kicked in the junk six to ten times a year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Some dudes are into that, though. Yeah, you know what I mean? Right. Like, you have to pay extra for that in some mm-hmm. places. That's right. Well, it definitely could be going better for the boys, but I like what I see from the offensive play calling. Most of the defense, defense line, need to figure the fuck out. Only yeah. reason I'm calling right now at halftime is to tell Todd Blackledge and Sean McDonough to suck my dick from the back. This is the worst <laughs> announcing I think I've ever heard. It doesn't matter what the fuck happens on a play. Larry Radford can break off a run, spin, and break a man's ankles, and we'll talk about the linebackers. They got the tackle 15 yards downfield. Fuck my fucking cock. Todd Blackledge, Sean McDonough, you're the worst announcer I've ever heard. MIZ. Some strong feelings about the announcers. Mm-hmm. I like that kind of analysis. Yeah. <sighs> well, guys, I mean, what else did we really expect from Mizzou? He's too I mean, down. I love, you know, what Coach Drink has done in the offseason with the program, recruiting and all that, all the hype. But it just simply comes down to our players are hot garbage, hot, hot garbage. <laughs> compared to Bama's players. We have high school recruits out there while Bama has NFL talent on both sides of the ball. I mean, you know, really, what else can you say besides just I'm a fucking Mizzou fan? But, hey, first game, hopefully we can bounce back. Next week, LSU lost this week. Maybe pull off upset there. But, uh, yeah, fuck being a Mizzou fan. I'm going to get drunk as shit tonight. <laughs> M-I-Z. He's too down Z-O-U. after one game against Alabama. He's yeah, too down. He's let too this down. show cheer you up. I yeah. think I think in a weird circumstance, because this isn't usually the case, kind of upbeat tonight. 
<laughs> after a big loss. Yeah. And uh, if you are down in the mouth and need something to listen to, put this one on repeat because uh, I think we've been talking. I mean, we see we see signs of life. We yeah, see this is as positive sun as coming up here after a loss. Yeah, the sun will come up tomorrow. That's guy. right. Good teams win. Great teams cover. Team looks pretty fucking good. Uh, I think maybe Basilek over Robinson. Not really sure. Maybe yeah. just the offensive yeah. line got involved. But overall, team looks pretty goddamn good. I was Alabama, and we didn't do half freaking bad. Tennessee's about to catch this dick next week. Yeah, I can still fuck my dick from the back. Yeah, <laughs> that's, right. that's right. I like it. Yeah, like I, it. I uh, feel a little better towards the end. That, that first that first voicemail was earlier in the, the mm-hmm. game. And yeah, things were he going. come around. He's like, you know what? This wasn't so bad. Twenty one to nothing had a lot of bad potential ahead of it. You know yeah, what I mean? Sure. And, and uh, we we yeah, capped it could have gone a bad way. Could have been fifty six three by the end of this game. You I know, know they mean? put the second team in, but we capped the well pretty quick. You yeah. know what I mean? Like they they came at us hard, and we capped the well. That Wadley kid was a lot. I mean, he was an yeah. NFL guy to cover, and I mean, he get, he was getting behind us. But I mean, they he's impressive. Bad. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they're, and they're they're an impressive team. So not every team's going to have that. Well, last time I called in, it was halftime. I think I made some very bold statements. Yeah, <laughs> none that needed to be made. But we finished out the game pretty good. Yeah, thirty-eight to nineteen looks a lot better, even though that we pretty much got shut out for the whole game. But it looks promising. Yeah. Uh, we need to be starting Basilike over Robinson, obviously. That seems pretty Basilike played way pretty better at the common. end. Yeah, that's the, that's the contention. But again, uh, Basilike's yeah. playing second team, perhaps, but you know. We need to prepare for next week. And I also said we play LSU next week. But we play them, I think, the third week. I play Tennessee next week. So Thanks for the okay, schedule Tennessee, update. I guess <laughs> you know, we beat them pretty much every year except for last year because uh, yeah. we sucked last year. But uh, still going to get drunk, though, tonight. Good, so, good, uh, good. Am I the... ZOU, good man. Yeah, I think your I think your roller coaster ride with this game was just <laughs> was just like ours though, really. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it did look pretty rough when it was twenty one nil, twenty one three, and by the end you have to have liked what you saw a little bit. And I think yeah, what you're saying about Bazelag over Sean Robinson, I think a lot of people agree with that. But Absolutely. but like I said, I'm not ready to bench Sean Robinson completely either. And if we end up having a two quarterback system a little bit, I'll live with that this year. I will. It's yeah. we're it's a weird year. You know what I mean? Well, and, and I, I'm confident in Drink's coaching ability to be able to manage the quarterback situation. So I tell you what, that's that's true. I mean, I don't know if I'm ready to say that yet with Drinkwitz. I mean, it looks good, but I mean, do I have confidence that he'll choose the right guy? I don't know yet. What I was confident at some point with uh, Odom when you know, like Emmanuel Hall rides the pine for the first half of the season because they didn't even know he was the best receiver on the team. Right. I hope that I I already feel like I've got more confidence that Drink won't be that. I can't say that he won't. No. But I feel like there was certainly players I just, on our team that uh, Barry Odom probably d- just didn't notice. I just think the sharpness of the team was so vastly improved tonight. Yeah. That gives me confidence that Drink yeah. can handle the coaching and better than Barry Odom in all other aspects as well. Yeah! It's good to hear from everybody again. I was happy to be able to get back to the voicemails. Tell your friends. We tweet that out. I should have tweeted it out more tonight, but we love hearing from you. Send them in. We'll always put them on as best we can. Not only are uh, we taking your voicemails, but we're also still the intrepid Kansas journalists that we've always been, and uh, we're taking no break tonight. It is time once again for Kansas News. I always heard there were three kinds of suns in Kansas. Sunshine, sunflowers, sons of bitches. This is Kansas News. First story of the day, Wichita man sentenced for kicking toddler. <laughs> this is something that... Uh, hey, who hasn't wanted to kick a toddler, Brennan? Yeah, the difference is even the people who want to kick a toddler, uh, fewer than I might think you you expect, Colin, don't. don't. Yeah, often <laughs> yeah, they, they, just, they just choose, don't do choose it. not to. This Kansas... I should say, say, who hasn't thought yeah. about kicking a toddler, not who hasn't? <laughs> Kansas might sign him to as their punter. Yeah, no shit. Uh, <laughs> a 33-year-old man who pleaded guilty for kicking a one-year-old boy and yelling racial slurs at a Dillard's grocery store <laughs> will spend 32 <laughs> months in prison. Trace Riff, his name's Trace, by the way, just yeah. in case you were wondering, entered a plea of attempted aggravated battery of a child, which I guess is what you get charged with when you kick a boy. It's one-year-old. That's pretty – how do you – how does a child get close enough to your foot at one year old in a was was it in a store? 
Yeah, in a grocery store. Colin, I don't Did somebody understand. put the one-year-old on the ground and he kicked it like a football? Or I'm having trouble understanding what's going on. Yeah, I did. well, it's Kansas. You're going to have trouble understanding a little bit about what's going on. But think of just how morally bereft you have to be to kick a one-year-old <laughs> human being. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's pretty low. Uh, Trace Riff entered a plea of attempted aggravated battery of a child, disorderly conduct. For the language he used, he also pleaded guilty for to the use of toxic vapors and methamphetamines. There it is. There it is. I'll that's tell you what, what I, I don't know if this makes me a bad person, Brennan, but because his name is Trace, I hope he gets the death penalty. Sure, sure. That is definitely should be taken into consideration in the uh, uh, penalty phase of the trial. <laughs> it said the child was not seriously injured and went wide right. <laughs> <laughs> laces out yeah shoppers tackled him to the ground and held him there other associates from the store came to help until the police arrived and like i said les miles is asking him to tryouts next week yeah. so yeah he will be the kansas kicker pretty impressed sure. with uh, what he saw out there no any word yet whether he gets to wear a jersey or does he have to wear the orange jumpsuit even when he's playing as the kicker <laughs> i mean a lot of kansas they players have to unchain his legs because yeah. he's gonna have to get some extension on that leg yeah i'm sure that will be a big part of the discussion yeah. wichita man stabs nephew after argument over barbecued baked beans sure i brendan i'm not a bean man myself but i know that mm-hmm. certain some folks and i'm sure several of our listeners feel very strongly about baked beans well we were talking about maybe Caleb. murderously so <laughs> We, we talked about how Caleb was into vintage pornography, obviously, sure, sure. Uh, last week. And he always described himself as a bit of a bean man. Mm. I don't know what it means, but again, <laughs> yeah. I'm not in that sort of yeah. cultural community. I know he is. also makes uh, baked beans, though, Brennan. Yeah. <laughs> Quite ask him. delicious. Yeah, yeah. That's what I hear. The farts are worth it. A man told Wichita police an argument over beans led directly to the stabbing of a man's nephew, according to a probable cause affidavit. David Staley is accused of stabbing his nephew, Ryan Speet age 34, in the chest after an argument at their home in Pinecrest Street of Wichita. According to the affidavit, Staley told police he was asleep when he heard someone pounding on the door. Staley said it was Speet. He let his nephew in and went to the restroom. Later in the kitchen, Staley said he and Speet began arguing over leftover barbecue. Staley said he asked Speet if he ate the beans. He said Speet, who also lived in the home, became confrontational because he felt like David was accusing him of eating the beans. Oh, man. Staley told police Spate pushed him against the stove and punched him in the mouth, causing Damn. visible redness. According to the affidavit, Staley said he picked up a brown-handled knife that was on the counter and jabbed Ryan one time in the chest, just once, he told police. Uh, he picked up the knife because he felt his nephew was being aggressive and he wanted to be left alone. So did the guy die? Apparently the nephew is fucking dead. Damn. Yeah, that's manslaughter. That sounds right. <laughs> I'm no that. lawyer. <laughs> we don't usually do the murder stories, but it's usually not over baked beans. <laughs> Last story, autopsy says Topeka man died when caught in recycling truck. <laughs> that sounds... Well, I'll tell you what. I don't know where, where the story's going, but I'm just general advice. Stay out of recycling trucks. Front or back. Find a good chiropractor. Mm-hmm. A Topeka man whose body was found amongst recycled materials in a landfill building apparently was inside a dumpster when its contents were put in the back of a recycling truck. Good Lord. Paul Vigil died from several injuries suffered from the cardboard box recycling accident, according to the autopsy. You know, I guess there's no real way to know this, Brennan, but I'm just going to assume being crushed to death in a trash compactor Mm -hmm. is one of the worst ways to die. But you can always have a little bit of good feeling knowing you're saving the environment at the same time. Well, I guess, but I just feel like being crushed to death is right up there with burning alive. Mm-hmm. No, it is um, not how I hope to go. I'll say <laughs> yeah, that. Crushed in tr- garbage truck. Yeah. I mean, of the myriad ways there are to leave, <laughs> shuffle off your mortal coil. <laughs> sure. I feel like getting crushed with somebody's like <laughs> flat, nasty Coca-Cola drizzling down your skull. <laughs> Surrounded by loved ones peacefully in your sleep. Yeah. That's another way to go. But uh, sure. Making love to your high-priced Asian prostitute. (laughs) I I think we've made our point. Vigil's body was found by employees amongst recycled materials in the landfill building. It wasn't clear exactly where he died, but it was certainly obvious how he died. (laughs) (laughs) His body was a perfect square. (laughs) An autopsy found Vigil suffered gaping cuts to his left back upper chest. Uh, it just goes on in excruciating detail about everything that you would expect to happen when you're crushed alive. 
Good Lord. Um, Vigil's blood alcohol level when he died was 0.08, the lim- legal limit for intoxication. Well, they say legal limit for intoxication. You can be as drunk as you want, I assume. <laughs> yeah. You just can't drive while you're drunk. Okay. Well, and so, I'll tell you what, point 0.8 is not. No, that's barely. <laughs> yeah, that's like, that's not drunk. That's three beers at, at, yeah. at, at dinner. Yeah, Colin drives it by the 0.08 all the time. Yeah, I mean, I'm basically 0.08 at all times. Yeah, Topeka had about an inch of rain and <laughs> <laughs> low morning temperatures on the day he died. What the <laughs> fuck does that have to do with anything? <laughs> oh, Brady, by the way, what was the weather like in this? 36 week? degrees and slightly cloudy when you were crushed alive. <laughs> yeah. Why? Why do we need to know that? Maybe they think it's be, you know, like trying to explain why he was in the dumpster. Uh, uh, maybe, I guess, but still very weird to not expound on it at all. <laughs> I guess I said it was the last story, but there is one last story, Colin, that we have not covered. And is, of course, very important in the world of Kansas. And that is the Kansas Jayhawks football team. The pride of Lawrence played tonight against <laughs> Baylor. The pride of Lawrence. Who, God, uh, what a way to put it. <laughs> did, they went up against Baylor, and Baylor's not ranked or anything. Just no, a rum down school. just a regular old Baylor team. Yeah, nothing a, special. Nothing. No, Not as rapey as they once were. No, they don't rape nearly as well as they once did. Mm, Brendan, they used nope. to be five-star rapists. Yeah, they sure were, sadly. But in Anyway, Kansas thought maybe they'd have a chance tonight. It was at Baylor, though, and uh, the final score, Baylor 47, Kansas 14. Well, I, I just don't know what's wrong with the Mad Hatter, Brennan. What's yeah. wrong with the Mad Hatter? He's still still chasing that elusive first win on the season. <laughs> yeah, sure. But uh, it's he'll get there. He'll get there, I'm sure. He does sometimes. It's uh, You hate to see it, folks. You hate to see it. I'll tell you, when we did lose by 19 to Alabama, it did make me feel a lot better to flip the channel over to the Kansas game and see that they were getting absolutely fucking drummed. I think I said in the midweek show, Brennan, like my very low bar for this game was just don't look like Kansas. And I think that really illustrates what I meant. Like we looked sharp. We didn't look like Kansas. Mission accomplished. Mission accomplished. Okay, guys, we weren't the only team to play, and obviously Kansas wasn't playing at all, so there are other SEC yeah, games SEC going. SEC games only. That's right. This no, is the real first. No letter schools will That's be right. heard about Yeah, there today's are, around the horn. It's a non-letter school kind of year, and so let's get to it. This is the first real week of college football because we all played. We, we, we break our bread at Waffle House. Our teams are pretty good. Play some basketball when Jesus says we should. So pour a little bourbon and repeat right after me. We built a church for Saturdays and called it SEC. Jesus loves football. And Colin, would you fire up your marvelous invention, the Paul Finebot? I'd be happy to. My pleasure. Alabama, Alabama. Paul, thanks again for joining us. Thank you, Mizzou Cast Podcast. Good to see you, Paul. Yes, sir. Let's get started. Okay. First game we had today, Florida, ranked number five in the country currently, went up against Ole Miss in Oxford, and it was an interesting game. Kyle Trask looked good. Their offense was rocking and rolling. They put up 51 points yeah, and win over Ole Miss. Yeah, as good as a uh, Florida quarterback has looked in a long time. Yeah, he is no Felipe Franks, that's for sure. Ole Miss has had their struggles on defense, so it's going to be curious to see whether they can keep that kind of – Yeah, I saw Barrett Sally out of the gate just – Keeping praise on Florida, and I'm just like, are you kidding me? Like, it's one game, and yeah, they scored 50, but you don't know what fucking old Miss's defense is yet. Like, give me a break. That's like, right. How are you going to put the crown on them right now? But, you know, Barry Sally's a fucking idiot. Yes, sir. Yeah, thank you, Paul. Appreciate you agreeing with that. Barry Sally is a fucking idiot. You're right about that. <laughs> oh, thanks, Paul. God. He's uh, nice. we, I'm not usually – we and Paul usually aren't on the same side of any argument, so. Well, uh, Alabama won big tonight. That's right. He felt – Nick Saban. Good. Yeah, yeah there right. we there go. go. Yeah. So, um, Ole Miss, it was the first game uh, with Lane Kiffin at the helm. They put up 35 points against Florida. So, Florida, while they look good on offense, their defense clearly needed some work. And sure. it was interesting to see the uh, Lane Kiffin run offense because it had a lot more life. Obviously, I've watched a lot of Ole Miss football last couple of years, and uh, they are going to put up some points on a lot of people, not yeah. just Florida. Yeah, they are. They look good. 
Next game, Auburn went up against Kentucky. This was an interesting one to me because I put money on it. I thought that Kentucky, we've been saying this. You called it. You said that it's still Kentucky. Yeah, that's right. We almost beat Kentucky last year. Give me a fucking break. You know what I mean? We weren't good last year and we almost beat Kentucky. Auburn's eight in the nation and they're not going to beat Kentucky by more than a handful. The line I got was eight and I took it and I won money on it. And Auburn beat them 29 to 13. Not that Kentucky, like we said, is a bad football team. They're a competent football team, but they're still Kentucky. I think a lot of times those preseason rankings are just based on how well the coach sells it. Do you know what I mean? As far as like, we're going to be good this, hey guys, we're going to be good this year. The offensive line looks great and just regurgitate what they've heard from the coach. And Stoops has sold the SEC media bill of goods that they're going to be really good this year. I'm not really sure how they're going to find a win in the Southeastern Conference. Paul, I guess, still doesn't like Kentucky. No. Well, we're in the East. They're in the East, you know. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And they're not Alabama. Another game I put a little money on and was a bit surprised was uh, LSU, number six in the country, coming off their national championship, mm-hmm. playing Mississippi State in Baton Rouge. And very big surprise upset tonight. The big one, I'd say. Yeah, uh, Mississippi sure. State and Mike Leach in his first game in Starkville put up 44 points on LSU, beat him by 10, 44-34 yeah, was the final. We talked about it last week. This is Ogeron, this was like maybe his biggest test as a coach so far, as strange as that sounds, to be playing a – national championship game and this be the test but he lost a lot and how do you bounce back from that i mean can you rebuild it again i mean at the end of the day do they fall back to the pack or are they like alabama who just is consistently good and i tell you what this did not give me much confidence that lsu is going to turn into a team like alabama where they're going to compete for a national championship on a year-to-year basis you're right about that lsu jumped up last year and won the national championship but alabama is doing it every single year like i said lsu doesn't look like they're going to be alabama Yes, sir. Yeah, that, no. I mean, who is? You know what I mean? Like, I know, but I think that was some of the, at least some of the LSU fans' expectations. Like yeah. now, this is now that we've been to the championship game. Just expect this to happen every mm-hmm. year. Like we're up at the Ogeron's taking us to that mountaintop, and I'm yeah. just like, that's he a, did. He got him there. No, but, he did. But I mean, there's a difference between going there a few times and then like I guess that sustained championship level uh, longevity. That it's it's hard to obtain. And I I think a lot of people had optimism for LSU to keep it, and I don't know that they will. Speaking of upsets, uh, looked like there might be an upset early. Arkansas went up ten to nothing over Georgia tonight in Arkansas. Really put a scare into Georgia for a little while, but uh, they recovered nicely and really whipped the shit out of Arkansas at the end of the day, thirty seven ten. So yeah. uh, that was, I mean, that was a drubbing worse than worse than what we got against Alabama. Yeah, the uh, I, there was a lot of uh, people talking about that online. Uh, because Barry Odom made his defensive coordinator debut for mm-hmm. Arkansas, and they were immediately up ten to nothing. And yeah. oh, Barry Odom did pretty good. And I'm like, hold on, yeah, they gave still up 30, Barry Odom. They gave up thirty seven. <laughs> yeah, and granted, it is against Georgia, and Georgia looks good, but thirty seven points is a lot to give up, you know. In well, I just feel like you know, the, I wasn't ready to make a judgment call after the first eight minutes, like some <laughs> folks. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that there's not a lot. I mean, we, we, I don't have bad blood with Barry Odom. You know, I just don't think it worked out. He wasn't I mean, bad he, blood, but that doesn't mean I can't say that he was a bad coach definitively. No, no, but I'm saying well, I think a lot of Mizzou fans are rooting for him to have a successful oh, career. Oh, I mean, I hopefully he does. I mean, God, mm-hmm. I'd love for him to turn it around. I mean, yeah. But uh, I'm just saying, for us, he was a he was he didn't help. No, it <laughs> I mean, didn't, like, it it didn't work out. Back, for it, us. If anything, uh, another crazy game uh, was Vanderbilt versus Texas A&M. Texas A&M always overthought of in the uh, early preseason. They were they're, especially overhyped last year. Yeah, well, they're overhyped this year. They're number ten in the country, <laughs> yeah. and they beat Vanderbilt seventeen to twelve. Barely beat them what at a all. Barn burner. <laughs> Yeah, what a shitty game. Didn't watch a minute of it because it was running at the same time as ours. I think of. And it had no interest. I don't know if it's coronavirus and everybody being short on practice time or whatever, but it looked, it was odd today. I mean, there's some teams won that shouldn't have. And like I said, who knows? It's uh, Well, we knew it was going to be odd. It's it's an odd year, if nothing else. So speaking of odd, we were, you know, heading to our uh, bunker below Furrow Field where we record this podcast when Tennessee ultimately beat South Carolina tonight, snuck out a win again. Against the Gamecocks, I guess at the last second, we still haven't seen that. But uh, looked like Tennessee was on the verge of losing their opener, which they've done so many times in the past. Mm-hmm. They did not look like a good team. Is Tennessee back? I don't think so, Colin. <laughs> I'm, I'm willing to go out on that limb. They did win 31 to 27 over South Carolina. 
I'm sorry. I look at Tennessee and South Carolina, and I think this Missouri team that just got beat by Alabama, I think we could beat either one of those two schools. I mean, if I'm just going to go off what I've seen, sure. I don't agree. Well, I don't expect Paul to agree with that, Brennan. Yeah. But I say I don't think there's any reason to believe that Mizzou's going to be up, you know, markedly worse than either one of those teams. Yeah. Other than just some sort of media expectation. Put Tennessee up against Alabama the first game. See yeah. what they do with them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. I don't think we're going to see that big a difference of an outcome. And, of course, the last game of the night, Mizzou went up against the Alabama Crimson Tide. Alabama. Alabama. Yep, 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 yep. And we already have talked to death about what the outcome of Nick that. Saban. Nick Saban. I know. Paul. Paul. <laughs> Anytime Alabama beats Missouri, I think again yeah. you just don't have the software capability, Colin, to the get cooling it. system. Yeah, it's, it's not great. But fortunately, we're done with that. Maybe Paul will be able to survive and come back online. But coming up next week, we've got uh, another full slate of games. It is fun to not have to deal with any of the letter schools. Uh, Ole Miss will be playing Kentucky, so uh, currently ranked number twenty-three in the country. Kentucky, who got beat by Auburn tonight, mm-hmm. uh, they'll be at home. Ole Miss on the road. This will be interesting because uh, I'm. Gonna to go with Ole Miss. Yeah, well, you I know think, what? I, I, I think I'm going to go with Ole Miss too. The Kentucky, the Kentucky. Uh, I think Kentucky's overrated. I think Ole Miss is going to score points because of Lane Kiffin. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I don't know if Kentucky I don't think would Lane, score with them. I mean, I don't know. I don't think that Lane Kiffin wants to lose to the likes of Kentucky, but real bad. You know what I mean? Yeah, like no, he's sure. that's not good for his brand. No, so I, I just I'm not a believer in Kentucky. They're going to have to show it to me. Yeah, and they haven't yet. Paul, who do you think can win this one? Ole Miss. Yeah, I agree with you. He, Paul doesn't. He's not a Kentucky fan as much as he hates. Well, Mizzou, he's, a, he's a West man, Brendan. He's yeah, a West he man. He does not like. Uh, does not like the East. Florida is going to take on South Carolina in the swamp next week. After what we saw, South Carolina giving up the win against Tennessee, they certainly can't win on the road against Florida. Florida. Yeah, Paul. Yeah, South Carolina is going to go zero and two. Don't yeah. you think this is the year Muschamp gets fired? I don't know. I, I I don't. I mean, maybe the vitriol will build for the seasons. Like, well, feel like they feel like giving much. up the last game, giving up. No, to this Tennessee. doesn't help. This yeah. doesn't help. No, they'll be wrong. I just feel like they. I I don't know. They just they seem to be infatuated with him every yeah. time I. Well, there's a lot of Will Muschamp hate on in the South Carolina world these days. Yeah, I hope so because they shouldn't have hired him. <laughs> I mean, like <laughs> yeah. they shouldn't have hired him. Yeah, uh, he's a he's a coordinator. I mean, that's what that guy is. That's he he's not um, he's not built to be the guy in charge. Alabama is going to be at home next week against Texas A&M. Alabama. Alabama. That's where you're going to see what A&M is compared to Missouri. Yeah, that's right. Well, this is an A&M team who barely beat Vanderbilt yeah, this week. Yeah, but they're week, like so. 12 in the nation. Yeah, so that's surely right. But, uh, they'll be much better than we were. Yeah, they'll go Alabama. toe-to-toe with Alabama, apparently. Ball, did you say who you thought could win this game? Alabama. 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 I know. I know. You're, you're probably right. Auburn is facing Georgia at Georgia. I think that Auburn, uh, while they beat Kentucky big, they weren't super impressive against them. And Georgia, Georgia should win this game. I At home. Yeah, I would think so. At home, for sure. It's number four versus number eight currently. So it, yep. it should be, be a ga- game of the week kind of thing. Um, it will be a good one. But I think I would. I got my money's on Georgia. Yeah. Their defense is tough. I'll take Georgia. Auburn. Paul, yeah, Paul, I tell you, he's a West man. He does love the West every time. Uh, let's see, LSU licking their wounds after losing to Mississippi State is going to be able to go to Nashville and play Vanderbilt. Oh God, poor Vanderbilt. Yeah, can you imagine? All the frustrations are going to be taken out on. Oh my gosh. Yeah, LSU. We know, Paul. We all are going to say LSU. Get calm down. Now that one's going to be a laugher. And, and, and again, I do feel sorry for Vanderbilt. Arkansas going up next week against Mississippi State, who uh, re- is coming off their huge win against LSU. I hope they don't have a big letdown. That happens sometimes with these teams when they have yeah. these big games, especially. And then you come up with against Arkansas, which is arguably the worst team in the conference right now. Mm-hmm. It is a recipe for letdown. I would love to see those teams both struggle. I mean, we got to play uh, them both. Yeah, those are the but, two uh, West teams we got on our schedule, along yeah, with LSU. That fucking idiot Arkansas hired with his own catchphrase. I can't imagine that he's going to be a good coach. You know what I mean? No. Just, he's a lunatic. <laughs> well, that's what I mean. So I'm ah. No, Mississippi State's going to yeah, win Mississippi that game. State. Mississippi State. Yeah, boy, Paul. Paul. You know how that goes. And then a final game of the week, obviously. Missouri headed to Knoxville to take on number 16, Tennessee Volunteers. Butkus. Tennessee is still the pick to win the SEC East. I don't oh, think that yeah. they are, Paul. I think you're way off there. I think this is a bunch of Bosch and Flimshaw. They're, they're, not, gonna, they're not that better than, than Mizzou. 
I'll pass on watching the Missouri game. I know, Paul. We, uh, we know. But uh, I, I would love, love, love. I, I love it every year when we beat Tennessee. It's become almost a tradition. We didn't pull it off last year and under Barry Odom's fireable season. But uh, Oh, I'd love to. I just, there's nothing better than the wailing and gnashing of teeth out of the Tennessee fans when they lose to Mizzou. Do you think if we beat Tennessee on the road next week, is that a signature win for Eli Drinkwitz in a second game? I think so. I mean, I just – the, it, it wouldn't be, but the expectations are so low. Yeah. It's a game they're not supposed to win. They're a ranked opponent. Any divisional road game is always yeah. a challenge. Divisional East road win against a, uh, against a top 25 opponent. He wins that game. That, I mean, I don't want uh, Yeah, wanna, I think you give it a – call it a signature win for the season. You have to because, like you said, it's a top 10, 25 team on the road. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you call it that? You know yeah, what I mean? That's, sure. a, that's a big deal. Yeah. You know, regardless of you win teams. those games, you have good teams. That's yeah. that's the way it is. So, I mean, I, I, that's the way I feel about it. I, and it's not out of the realm of possibility. Paul, who do you think is going to win this thing? Tennessee. Yeah, no, no, I figured not that. surprising. I don't even know why I asked, frankly. But uh, that's that's it, Colin. That's the entire slate for next week. So, so Paul, uh, uh, I'm looking forward to week it? two. Yeah, so uh, everybody can go to betonline.ag and uh, place their bets. I think we've told them exactly how to bet and mm-hmm. how to make money. Absolutely. The lines aren't out on these games yet, but we should uh, by midweek. At least well, you know who's going to win. Yeah, we'll have know. picks for you during our midweek show when Caleb comes on. But uh, I'm excited for week two. I mean, I'm, I'm not going into this with a lot of worries. I mean, mm-hmm. we know very little about this team still, really. And uh, I just think they look like a more competent fo- football program. They played smart football. And uh, teams that play, horn, by the way. Yeah. Teams means that, we're done. Teams that play smart football don't get uh, don't get their asses handed to them. That's right. And sometimes they beat Tennessee. Yeah. And, and who's going to hate it more? In Tennessee. By the way, did and you see how much attention we got when we put on the Twitter box that Alabama doesn't belong in the SEC? Yes. Yes, I did. I enjoyed that a great deal. Yes, I did. I, and I plan on continuing to do that. Iron is not a thing long. that they teach in Alabama. Here's the thing. People didn't get the joke. The joke is that we are always the team that everybody says they don't belong. Alabama epitomizes the SEC. It's absurdist humor. Yeah. Idiots. <laughs> Figure it out. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to do it again against Tennessee because they'll be even more pissed than oh, yeah. Alabama. They'll pick it up Even though they have get, less reason It'll get be, shared a million oh, times. Oh, they're going to be so mad. Yeah. It's going to be wonderful. It's nothing better than trolling to Tennessee, especially when we end up beating them. But I think we've done it, Colin. We've, we've survived week one, hopefully, without – we don't get a serious injury report tomorrow, but I think everybody looks good. We made a valiant stand against Alabama in the loss, but uh, – Here's to week two against Tennessee. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see once we get all our players back from COVID if we don't improve more. I mean, who knows who was missing really tonight that might have made a difference. No, yeah. I mean, things can only go up, theoretically. That's yeah. famous last words, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find out next week. It's Mizzou. We'll get kicked in the nuts. You know it. M-I-Z. C-O-U. The child was not seriously injured and went wide right.